0: Hello and welcome to episode three of the Northern Grower podcast. I'm your host Erin, and I am podcasting here from our home in Alberta. And it is currently a very cold and dark January evening when, as I'm recording this. But just like much, as I talked about in the last episode, we're look, we're going to look at season extension for episode 3 today and go into a little bit more detail about ways to extend our season. So, I've been thinking about well, we talked about cold frames and we've also been looking at hoop houses and polytunnels. So, we're going to be doing looking in a little discussion today of cold frames versus poly polytunnels and what what are the pros and cons of each will they work for us will they not work for us and you can join in and think will this be something that works for me or not and I definitely as I again I'm sitting here it's winter there's snow there's ice it's quite cold I am thinking of ways to Get more extension from my seasons. Okay, so I'm thinking I would like to get growing as early as possible this spring and extend it this year on the other side into the fall. So episode two is a lot of ways that we jumpstart spring. And today we're going to be looking at Cold frames versus polytunnels because this year we're really focusing on extending into the fall. So we'll start off with cold frames because those are actually they're a big favorite of mine. I'm a little biased already in that we use cold frames and I enjoy using them. I've had success with them. So if you are thinking about using cold frames, this is a great opportunity as well to listen. Or if you have any feedback or ideas of methods of season extension you you use yourself or maybe you have a preference as well, you can email us here at the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. And like I said, everything works differently for different people, so what works for me in our garden work not work as well for you and you may have a different idea about what is going to work for what you want to plant, where you want to plant it, and how you want to do it. I like to basically think of gardening, even though we've been doing it for several years now, every year kind of feels like we're starting a new experiment. So I get a little bit excited every spring when we start to get everything planted and get our gardens ready for the garden season of the year. So cold frames. So I think my one of my favorite pros of the cold frame for me is that I'm also someone who likes to think a lot about sustainability and waste and the environment and things we are doing that affect the environment around us. So for me, already the big pro of the cold frame is that It can be quite environmentally friendly because generally they are made of wood, of glass and you can make them yourself relatively easily. Depends how skilled you are with uh, some DIY. If you want a DIY project, it's a good one to tackle. Um, Or you can also buy them. But generally they are made of wood and glass and a lot of that material you can source yourself Um, you can recycle it. So a lot of that material can be found lying around, um, or even great stores like Habitat for Humanity, um, reuse centers, those are great places to find things like scrap wood, glass, or any um, warehouse, like architectural clearinghouses, anything like that. You can source secondhand um, housing material, hardware material, or you may even have a lot of those materials lying around yourself at home. So already right there, you've got that perk, it's recyclable. And if you are opting to do a cold frame, when it comes to cost, if you are opting to just use your own labor, your own materials, right there, the cold frame is a lot cheaper to produce and a lot cheaper to make. However, if you are buying a cold frame new, or you may be enlisting someone to make it for you then you do have that extra cost added in there and they can actually be more costly than um, our polytunnels and hoop houses if you are buying new. So if you're using recycled materials for that you have yourself or you're buying quite relatively cheap secondhand materials you will probably end up you can make them a little bit more cheaper than polytunnels and hoop houses. So cold frames, I generally also like to think of as mini greenhouses. So they're mini greenhouses in my head, um, but they act the same way too. Um, except you can't like bigger greenhouses where you are usually able to set up some automated um, cooling, ventilation, or um, watering system, irrigation system in there. Cold frames, you're not going to do that. They're a little, they're quite a bit smaller. Um, and they, they work well in small spaces because you can get quite small with your cold frames if you prefer. Um, and they basically, they sit, they sit out, uh, they sit planted in the soil or planted a little way in the ground. And you have soil in them as well. And they basically act as insulators. They insulate the soil inside of it. So they're planted in the ground and they just basically add extra insulation into the little pocket inside of them and warm. warm the soil up quite a bit actually if you have the opportunity I highly encourage you to keep a thermometer inside a cold frame and just see how hot those can get even on winter days on those colder winter spring spring transitional days and just see how warm they get inside so that's how they work they just insulate the soil inside of it um, and they can be, they have the option of being quite eco-friendly and more sustainable depending on how you source your materials for them. They are quite small, you can use them in quite small spaces. And I often th- often like the portability of them as well. Like, you have the flexibility to move them around. Um, the thing with cold frames though, you do have to ensure one thing I find is um, they actually they are low to the ground, so I know, For many people, if accessibility is going to be an issue, getting down low to the ground, cold frames can be quite low to the ground. Um, I know if you have raised bed system because you might need to have that extra height, then a cold frame would be a more difficult option to work with because you do have to bury it a little way in the ground for it to work to get that insulation effect. So depending on your needs with gardening, cold frames may not work so well um you can also do need to make sure when you have your cold frame that you have good setup for success so you're going to have to put it in a place that gets good light to ensure the plants will get light um, we always have hours in our southern facing garden and they have good exposure to light especially as those daylight hours start to lengthen during the spring they get quite a lot of light on them And you need to ensure that you are going out so, again, they're not greenhouses, so you can't set up any automated um, ventilation systems or anything like that. So you would need to go out and ensure that your cold frames are being properly ventilated. So when we have our plants in there, that means we go out in the mornings and we are popping the lid open a crack and just ensuring so we have glass lids on ours. And we are just ensuring that that glass lid is cracked so the ventilation gets in there. And in the summer, though, depend you do have to watch, we do not use our cold frames in the summer. So once our plants are established in them and our crops are in those cold frames, we use them in the spring and we are looking to use them in the fall this year. But we do not use them in the summer because you can overheat and fry your plants. So if it's too hot in the height of summer, your plants can get fried in there quite a bit. So we do not use them in the summer. But so you do have to monitor the temperature in them and how much heat they are generating so your plants do not get fried. And you also do need to to make sure your plants are getting light, adequate light. So in the fall or the winter, if you get leaves fallen on them or snow on them you will have to go and just brush that off to make sure the light still gets in there but overall I do enjoy cold frames and I find them quite an effective method for season extension and now let's look at hoop houses and poly tunnels so they are if you are going with the hoop house and poly tunnel method they are typically, um, so they are typically cheaper. If you're not using your own labor, those recycled materials from the cold frame, then they are typically cheaper, and because they are typically they're semicircular in shape, and they are covered by a plastic sheet, usually polyethylene, and they can come in various sizes. So you can scale up bigger, or you can keep uh, smaller with your hoop houses and polytunnels. Um and so if you are buying new, like I said they're going to be quite a bit cheaper for materials and constructing them so it's a little bit simpler that way. So the setup already is going to be a little bit easier to get them up and running And like I said with the coal frame they have to be buried in the ground and they insulate the soil around them. The hoop houses and polytunnels I have actually seen if accessibility is an issue with going down and kneeling on the ground and getting down low and you have a raised bed system because you need to have the beds at a higher level um hoop houses and polytones i've actually seen can be fitted over your raised beds as well so you could put you could put them over your raised beds so you have a little bit more flexibility i think in where you can locate them and how you can use them um and they are very effective, so they are very they are going to provide you with very effective weather protection from wind and hail, and in particular those low growing crops, especially think of those low growing crops that t- will creep along the ground a little bit more, they like the vine, so you think of your watermelons or any type of melon, you can grow watermelons and melons in colder climates with polytunnels so you can grow them along the ground and put those over them so they d- will enjoy having that and creating that extra heat and y- you do like the cool from you might have to manually ventilate and you can roll up the sides to ventilate them or you can also be more hands off you can upgrade um, depending on your polytunnel setup. You could upgrade and put little fans on each end so you can be a little bit more hands off in terms of ventilation with them. However, generally, unless you are going for the larger conventional greenhouse, you won't get a fully automated temperature or ventilation setup if you're just going with small scale hoop houses and polytunnels. Now, for me, a con of the polytunnel is again I'm thinking here more in terms of sustainability and the environment um, is the plastic use so they aren't very sustainable in that you are using plastic of course if you are going to use them and you're you're committed to them you're keeping the same polytunnels year-round they would last a long time so If you're keeping your materials year-on-year-on-year, then it does add to the sustainability factor. But generally, as opposed to a cold frame that can be built out of recycled materials and secondhand goods, polytunnel, you are probably going to be looking for plastic materials. So um, not as quite as sustainable as that cold frame. And you also do need to ensure, just like the cold frame, that you are getting ventilation in there and that because they are so good at keeping the heat in you do need to monitor your plants again in warmer temperatures so that you aren't frying your plants so just watch those especially at the height of summer here that you aren't going to um, overheat your plants inside your polytunnel and of course just like with cold frames As well, um, with both of these methods, you do also need to ensure you are going in there and allowing sufficient moisture and water to get to your plants to ensure healthy growth. So overall, that was just a short little discussion there on cold frames versus our polytunnels. Um, As you know, I might be a little bit biased, but I am a bit of a cold frame fan mostly because of the sustainability aspect of them. Um, But you have to find what is going to work for you. And these methods, uh, whether you opt for cold frames or polytunnels, they can be used to extend your season um, on the spring side or on the fall side. So depending on the temperatures, I know they can fluctuate even year on year. Um, Sometimes up here we can get those late springs. so spring can last well into May even beginning of June or before we start getting warmer summer temperatures we are still sometimes getting that cold snow those frosty nights even as late in the year as that or sometimes or summer can start pretty early on and April can we can kind of hit a boom and have really good weather in April but either way those are two really nice methods of adding in some extension. And both do also offer good weather protection, particularly here on the... More when you're more on the prairies, we get the severe thunderstorms. And that is a lot of hail and wind that can be quite intense during that time. And so they do offer some protection from the weather elements that way as well. So they are really great viable options. And I'd actually recommend that if you even if you have a small space, and a limited space try try one of those try one of those in your garden and just see what you can get from it um, both work in smaller spaces and you can even put them over the poly tunnels especially over raised beds as well so I really recommend if you are looking for a little extra challenge or to add something into your garden this year to shake things up try try one of those methods of season extensions and let us know how how you get on okay so I hope you enjoyed listening to this recording of the Northern Grower podcast I enjoyed being here with you today and I hope you're enjoying our little our little time in our gardening space and I hope it also um, when we can't really be out in our gardens as much right now that I hope it at least gives you a little bit of escapism, escapism especially when we can start to feel a little clustered indoors at this time of year. So I wish you a warmest uh, winter and a hopefully fantastic spring. And please join us for episode four, where I will be going into composting and compost heaps. Okay, take care.